Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Grasping at Straws, our oh. tyrant but deadly post show. I'm Jason. Nah, I'm Kevin. Straw dog? Question mark? Well, I mean, yeah, you are here. one, but... Uh, well, yeah, Clay's not here, so it's not as fun. Yeah, and it's just me and Kevin for this week. Kate is training in an undisclosed location. Clay's Clay moving is driving in, in across the country. <laughs> undisclosed location. Also an unknown location, yeah. we don't know where the hell he That's is. True. And Mike, quote unquote, feels like doo doo. So he's like the doo doo he poops on the floor. Fucking just sleeping on the couch, laying ten feet, not even ten feet away on the couch. But, but I, I bet, I bet that it's going to happen. That we're going to be talking, and he's going to be like, "That's not how it happened." <laughs> and he's going to chime in. So, so it's starting with the two of us, but it might end with you know the three of us involved. So, see, don't lie. He's already starting. Like that fucking streak zombie. That's not what it was called, but. <laughs> In the last one of these, actually, I made a comment about how long part two was going to take of book one there. And I said it could take one session, and Clay just followed up with a nope. Nope. No, it's like, not are. wrong. It actually only took two sessions, though. Yeah, so, you're right. It was very quick. Yeah, we did actually knock out all of part two in two sessions, which, not so bad. In these two parts, if y'all can't remember, which, I mean, it kind of just happened, so it shouldn't be that hard to remember, but we'll go over it anyway. The group had finally made their way out of Rossler's tomb and found themselves in the boneyard. Uh, yeah, and that bullshit, crazy. too. Crazy! <laughs> I like how I named it two different things, because I kept saying... Uh, Graveyard? Gravelands. Uh, Gravelands, bone, Bonelands, and Boneyard. Well, there no, so Plaguelands, I call plague it lands. at one point. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's not the Gravelands, it's, it's the Plaguelands. Plague that's like, not right either. Like, that's not right at all. I think I cut that out of the episode, though, Most when I did likely. it, because it was way off. Also, how are we going to put it in a secret group if it's, you know, documented in the... Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you've heard it, but like, oh, where's the proof? Like, there is no proof! I will say, this is a general statement, not just with these two episodes, but, like... I love editing the episodes because I get to hear the stuff that's recorded that eventually gets removed from not being relevant or being like stupid. So we're just like, ah, this is, uh, I don't know. That was just a dumb joke, Mike, which is all of his. So we just remove them. So, but yeah, I like to hear the full track rather than like the, the, the polished, the polished stuff that, that the fans get, you know? Uh, it's very interesting yeah. to me. But you guys made your way out. As you made your way out, hitting level two, but, you know, that's a meta thing. You, or not you, but I guess the rest of you technically noticed, because it's impossible not to, Organa screaming in pain. Yeah. Attempted to find out what that was. I guess technically Rosman didn't. Rosman just stared like a creeper. Yeah, that is not what happened. <laughs> so like, that's what it sounds like. We were, we were around the table. We are around the table, and that was happening. Organa's like, oh, man, I opened my, or, yeah, Clay was like, Organa opens her blouse, and I was I, Kevin, not Rosvin. Kevin wasn't particularly staring at Clay. I was just sitting here, and it was just like I was role playing my character of being basically newborn and not knowing what's going on. And then all of a sudden, she's pulling her boobies out, and <laughs> Clay, Clay, out of nowhere, is just like Rosvin, stop staring. And I and like I was, you know, a, a a sign of a good role player is basically rolling with how the story goes and what happens, and like. If his character thought for some reason I was playing Rosvin to be staring, I was just like, you know what? I might as well just go with it and lean with it. And I thought it would be kind of like, it would be kind of interesting or kind of like 
the right thing because he is born new. And I mean, he understands the, the body, how his body, he, he's alive. But like, it was just one of those things like, what's going on? Why is that there? He was genuinely curious. And then it was like, why is, or why is Kipler putting her hands that there? Like, that's not appropriate or right. And like, of course, you know, Kevin, Kevin, the player hammed it up. Like I hammed it up as the player. Like there, I think there was a moment where she's like, yeah, I want to like check. I want to check it, and I, and she's like, I put my hand in the blossom. I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah. And I was like, I might as well. Like, if I'm gonna be painted as the creeper, I might as well just go. I leaned into it a little bit for for humor. Um, but again, like you know, he was kind of just being him silly, his silly self, like born three days ago, you know, or a day ago. So his personality changed changes a lot. So yeah, especially yeah, be, uh, you know, for, especially early on here. Yeah. I mean, I think I've I've leveled him out now. You know, spoilers. He's leveled out a little bit, but yeah, you're level two. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, I think his personality leveled out a little bit to not be so random, sporadic, and going with whatever Organa told me to do. But well, I mean, in episode eight, obviously, you're you already sound like a different person again. Yeah. Well, that, and that was the other thing is uh, so full disclosure. Episode eight, I was sick. So, like, my voice was at that, like, if I go too high, I'm going to start coughing. So, I have to be at that level. But also, I kind of forgot because uh, the first couple episodes, my voice was kind of like, I am Rosvin. That is who I am. Um, yeah, so, like, my, my voice originally, when I first started, was like, Kipler was like, who are you? And I'm like, I am me. Like, I'm just me. Like, not really, you know, I was just born. You know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm me. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know who I am. I'm me. I'm Rosbin, you know. Um, but then I, like, tried to keep that up because I thought I liked that. That whole, like, uh, almost, like, purposely being silly. Not dumb, but, like, absent-minded. Just like, oh, I'm me. Whatever. Like, oh, that's not how things work. Like, oh, what what is this that we're doing? Um, but then when my voice wasn't able to do that, where I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm me. Like, no, I want to say no emotion. Uh, it turned into like stressy, messy, depressy Eeyore where I was like, oh, I'm not much of a human ranger or elf ranger. Like because I couldn't do the right voice, it's just kind of what stuck in my head. And Well, see, that was more episode seven. Like episode seven is when it took you eight years to say anything. I, I don't know what that... I honestly don't even know what that was. Now, was just, the listeners probably won't get that because it drove a lot me of fucking spaces, nuts yeah. trying to edit that. I mean, but... I, but so, that, I cut a lot of that out. I tried but, leaving enough to make it still seem like seem you like were I was, thoughtful in your speech, but well, not that, that was the William other thing. I, I was trying to be thoughtful. Like, I was... The way I was I was playing Rosman at that point, besides apparently creepy, was <laughs> that I, I was genuinely trying to be careful with how i was saying things it was when i was i was really starting to learn i think rosman was really starting to learn that like um you know he's kind of involved in this it's not just he's here for the ride he's like he's forming bonds with people he's trying to figure out how to get out of here out of the boneyard and stuff like that like and he's in the shit now so like i was trying to be I was trying to still have that same voice that stay same like almost innocence but it just kind of played out as me you know, trying to think about what I was saying before I was saying it rather than just being like, hey, I'm stupid. Like, look at me go. Um, and then again, like it became I think I made a comment in episode eight that it was almost like I became like a pothead. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I was saying man a lot and like I couldn't get the voice or that the 
inflection down. So it just became like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, I'm here doing my thing. And then that somehow transformed into like Eeyore. It was like, oh man, not much of a person. Like it just evolved because of how I was playing it, which is kind of poopy. I wish I did it differently. Stayed the same, you know? Well, I mean, we're still going, so you got plenty of time. I mean, that's only eight episodes. Who knows what you'd be like in 40 episodes down the line. Yeah, you're not wrong. We'll see what happens. So, but yeah, good episodes. Hilarious episodes. Like, I can't stress this enough. I say this, I think I said this in the previous, you know, Grasping at Straws, but I, the, this, these episodes are fucking hilarious. I don't remember having this much fun recording them when I'm editing it's them. It's weird because it like just happened. It's like two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um, Your six week vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, when we were in the moment of recording them, I don't remember them being this funny. But when I'm editing these, I'm fucking sitting there. I'm, I'm laughing out loud. Like, like my, my people who live in my house, like my family is like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, this stuff, this stuff's just so fucking funny. Like, I'm laughing out loud and loud, so I hope people think the same way and feel the same way. Well, I mean, I said numerous times how like you were switching between our two shows, this and Menaces, and I always point out how you guys always seem to like hate this, especially compared to Menaces. And I, I always liked the show, but you guys were like, let's say Menaces instead. Nah. That's full, stupid. Full, full disclosure for the for the listeners of of the. To, I'm gonna set the record straight. I wasn't like, yo, Tyrants is trash. I like Menaces. At this point, you know, at at episode seven and eight, I I didn't have much feeling for Rosbin because I didn't have a lot to go off of backstory. And uh, in recent or anything. time, or anything, yeah. Um, in recent time of like the last two or three years of us, it's been two or three years, right? Podcast pass. We had Plague Stone and Menaces, all this stuff, blah blah blah. Two or th- roughly two years. I think we released. It was our uh, when first we went thing to Gen like Con. June or August of 2019 was, or something like after that. After August, because well, there well, was no, there remember, was called Shotscast. Yeah, the sh- our, original our called Shotscast, which. Are no longer available. They are. Yeah, sorry, they're guys. not even archived online. They're um, they're pretty bad. We, we one if, microphone around the table. Yeah. Right. yeah if terrible. you guys are interested in hearing us talk about random shit, let us know, and we'll start back the pot, the, uh, the call shots cast because uh, I do miss it. I do like I like the idea of doing them. Um, but you know, in the last let's say two years, three years of us doing this, um, I really because it's a it's a podcast. I really started investing more in making the character like in depth and and have layers and have voices and mannerisms and the stuff that like I've always done backstories but I never really got into like building the character fully and like trying to become the character rather than just playing the character so with like with Rosman I didn't have a backstory I didn't have much to go off of other than you know he's a duskwalker and a ranger go uh you know Phrasma and yeah this is the story um so Andre spoiler uh, Andre, I worked on for a year and a half prior to playing him. Realistically, we were supposed to we were supposed to be doing an AP. Year and right? a half seems long, huh? Year and a half seems a bit long. I started it at Gen I, Con. I started it at Gen Con. We did all of Plaguestone. It was maybe a year, maybe a year, maybe a year. I did the backstory, and it was a year that we started playing. It had to be a year. I think it was a year. I'm going to say year again. It was a year. Uh, but I, I invested so much in this character for the year of doing the backstory and then we didn't play for the AP that we didn't play. 
and then we started doing menaces. So I was like, oh, I'll do it for that. And then, but but the stuff, the great, and I think it's magic, the magical stuff that we did with him, I was so invested that this character, I felt almost as lost as Rosman did. Like I didn't have much to go off of, so I had no real connection to the character. But then obviously as we started playing, I was like, yo, I'm kind of digging this dude. And then I started like, stuff started happening. I started making that friendship with Organa where she was basically just telling me to do shit. I'm like, all right, cool. And then she would go do random stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of nifty. And then I would like adapt, adopt that. Um, so like I formed these bonds and then I was like, you know, I really love playing Andre. So I, I, I said to you, I preferred menaces. Not that I hated tyrants, but like we still did it. We did it. And I put my heart into it and like, I fucking love it now. Like I fucking like the episodes that we, I've edited, I'm like, yo, this is really fucking good. And then it makes me want to play it even more. Spoilers. We're still recording. <laughs> so now he says he didn't say it was trash, but he I said, never hey, said it was tyrants, tr- is his roommate Oscar the Grouch? So, I mean, that's <laughs> not what I said. I might have been Mike, but that wasn't. Mike's not that clever. I mean, yeah. Mike would make right. some sort of mob joke, and that's about it. He's like, oh, tyrants, I'd rather fuck two moms in the night. He's like, that doesn't make sense at all. But he would still say it's that. It's like, how's that different anyway yeah, than what you would normally do? Yeah. But uh, no, I, 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 I agree that I did say that I preferred Menaces, but it's a good show. Check out Menaces and Tyrants. But after figuring, well, not actually figuring out what was wrong with Organa, you guys were met and had the most, or the conversation that has probably been full of the most preposterousness Yeah, oh, that was fun for me. That was really fun for me, because, like... With Umble and Thoot. Yeah, Umble and Thoot, and the... Not only did I love it, because it bothered... I believe it was Mike and Kate. Oh, it bothered and the fuck out of Mike. Mike and Clay hated it. Kate, Kate did also. Kate did also. I, like, as a character, Rosman was like... These guys created me. They're interesting. They're cool. And like, I'm like, I'm learning a bunch of new words that I've never heard before. <laughs> so I'm like going with it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, I'm really prepared and admissive to, to this. Yeah, you just kept adding shit kept to adding words. I adding shit to the words. And, and then every time they said something, Cosmo would be there. That's not that's a word. That's not a word. That's not a that's word. That's not a word. That's not a word. Yeah. Uh, but and like, I don't know if that's in the ape, like in the book is like doing that. Like, oh, yeah. You read that straight from the page with those made up fancy words. You a lot of it. Like, did you make they up do have ones scripted, for yourself? They do too? have scripted text. Yeah. And I read the stuff off there, but then depending on things you guys would ask yeah, or everything, like they the, don't. They obviously can't script every response. The, the GM improvness. Yeah. Improvitudinal. Improvitudinalness. Yes, the improvitudinal aspects <laughs> of the conversationment. Yes, yes. Uh, that was interesting because uh, also um, it was the first time Rosman had someone to talk to who <laughs> that um, didn't automatically hate him. Well, not no, not that. <laughs> but just um, it was the first time he had someone to talk to that uh, he could have possibly. Well, he tried to get answers from. Like, what am I? Who are you? What are you? Are you my mommy? Are you my daddy? Because I believe I asked the, everybody, "Are you my mom?" Because yeah. I don't know. Every psychopomp is like, "Are you my mom?" Because I don't know. Um, find out, you know, keep listening, find out if I ever find out if, you know, who created me. But I just well, thought that Uncle was interesting. Well, even told you that. It was a high level, high, high level. Well, not even pop. just that, but like that there's always a finite, like there's a finite number mm-hmm. of Duskwalkers. Dusk mm-hmm. And they're pretty much all that were originally created thousands of years ago. 
it's just a rotating soul. Well, yeah, and basically yeah, that keeps I getting mean, popped back and forth. So, but Rosman doesn't understand that. He's like, "Who created me?" And it's like, "You were created millions of years ago." Not not millions, but you are you're probably the seventy seventh version of you, your soul, anyways. But that doesn't mean it's. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't created because I obviously was. So it's like, who created me? And it's like, what what psychopomp specifically created me, and for what reason? And that's what Rosman wants to know. And uh, he he still doesn't. So now he's just making his own path. That's, that's where I'm at. It's like, yeah. But I love that conversation because it was the first time I had someone who I can at least ask the questions to. Because I can't go to Kazume and. Uh, I can't go to Kazuma. Kazuma. I can't go to Kazuma and be like, hey, do you know why I was created? He doesn't fucking know. So it's just kind of like it was exciting to have someone I can actually ask, you know? And the conversation was fun because of the made up words. From there, those two tasked you with helping them help the citizenry of Rosler's Coffer move on. Yeah. Because their souls were still uh, as petitioners in the boneyard, and a lot of them were agreeing that they were dead. And they looked upon Umble and Thu and said, "Oh my God, monsters! Attack! Attack! Attack!" Yeah. And in exchange, they agreed to help you with your path along the dead roads, which would take you eventually back to the living world. Mm-hmm. So you guys were all like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" Yeah, they could have asked us to do anything, and at that point, Rosman would have been like, oh, I'm dead, and I want to be living. I'm going to do whatever you ask. So then being like, hey, can you help these people? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then we did. You had some issues there, and some crazy successes on your on diplomacy, at least Organa did, too. The natural 20 on her first attempt at it was nuts. She got a 7 along with me. I think we both had 17s, that's what it was. I rolled a, a 17 because I have a 0. <laughs> Well, she had a natural no, 20 she, on her first one, because like, she went to the random conversation mm-hmm. with that first yeah. petitioner, and natural 20 on that one, like, oh yeah, cool, I'm dead, all right, and then, phew, gone. And, like, my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this episode is Organa being Organa, so she found the population sign and changed it, and you're like, well, technically the population's zero, <laughs> and I was like, bro, bro, she's <laughs> like, you're, that's fucked up, but... It was funny, and, and her changing the sign, like, um, this is supposed to be, like, a horror-themed, like, AP, right? And yeah. We have a lot of comic relief, which is, I mean, sometimes it's difficult because you have to, like, we have so many funny things happening that it makes it less scary and less horror, and then... Well, that's why Mike wanted me to watch Insidious with him, because he was too scared to watch it alone. But he said, with me being around, make I jokes. make fun of the movie, so it wouldn't be as scary for him to watch. Him. Yeah. Also, you have to like get him his blanket and his baby because <laughs> he's a little baby for not watching a scary movie alone. Uh, just kidding. I'm terrified of scary movies, so I can't really complain. But yeah, so I, I mean, like, it's nice to have that comic relief, that Organa and, and Rosman stuff that we, we do. But um, I feel like sometimes I want to be in the scary. And I don't think we've been in the scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, not... Not really, I think. Yeah, I mean, most of your combats and stuff up to this point have been pretty tame. Yeah. I mean, you did go down once in the previous episode, and, well, actually, you guys went down a number of times with well, the yeah. fucking trap. But, like, in an actual combat, you went down, mm-hmm. or two of you went down with the criticals that I rolled with that uh, druid. Yeah, the druid, uh, Kipler, and Rosalind went down. I still don't know why I hated that guy. Still fuck that guy. I still feel that, like, hatred, because, like... I just got my vision, 
and popped up and then he hit me and dropped me and I was just mad. But it was never scary. It was never scary. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if maybe I just can't get into the horror theme of it. Like, we're, I'm reacting as Rosman would, but like, I don't think we had a moment where it was like, this is actually terrifying or this is actually like horrifying. I mean, it should be. We're dead. Like, that should be that, that alone. We're in the boneyard. That should kind of be scary on its own, but like, nothing really big and, and fantastically horror happened. You know yeah, I mean? well, I mean, for a lot of it, you were, you've been alive for a day. Yeah, well, and for then me, you it's... just wake up pseudo dead in the tomb. And then you're in the boneyard, but I think a lot of your stuff still, which, I mean, as I mentioned before, there was no reaction yeah. when I said you're in the boneyard, but I think for Rosvin, a lot of it could be the fact that, like, everything is still so mm -hmm. new, so it's more of a intriguing situation yeah. than necessarily a scary one, because he hasn't learned what to be scared of. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, I was, I was, I was born, cool, okay, now I'm in this coffin, also cool. Like, I didn't know that the severity of the situation, because I'm just like, okay, I just got here, so, like, why would I be scared? Now, down the road, <laughs> it might happen, because it's like, now that I'm learning, and I think, like, my mentality from episode one, even, like, to episode seven or eight, it does change, because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to understand things. I'm start Like, Rosman's starting to get things, and that's why I go, what I was saying before, I think he's starting to get it. It's going to happen. It's just going to, when is it going to happen? Like, it's going to all click one at one point. It's like, huh, now I understand why, like, not why I'm here, like, destiny, but, like, now I understand why I'm here. You know, I, I, yeah. this is shit that I have to take care of. Um, these are the people that I have to take care of. So, right now, I'm just like, oh, these are my buddies. But, like, eventually, it, we're in this shit together. And, you know, Rosman's got to figure that out, you know. I see, I think even after his vision, it's not so much oh, shit, that was scary, what's going on, that uh, more of a confused, what the hell was that, that's something I want to figure out type deal. So, I mean, I think it's just a sense of wonderment appearing at the world, yet that's blocking out... Wondermentitude? Yeah, that's blocking out any... Horror Negativistic-y... Yeah. Negative connotation? Yeah, negative connotations, <laughs> yeah. Blocking any of that out at the moment, so that could be that. We got Cosma the Paladin over here, who's designed basically to even if they're afraid to not be afraid type deal yeah he's the beacon of light you know he's got to be the brave one he's got to be the paladin you know and, and it follows iomide so i mean it's kind of ingrained in what he's supposed to do yeah and maybe one day michael learn that <laughs> it's ingrained in what you're supposed to do mike no but i mean Plus, i understand uh, it that, hasn't yeah. come up yet but cosmo's been through some shit mm-hmm and that will come up at some point in the future episodes. Yeah. Then we got Organa, which is past Organa, who oh, is, past Organa is great. super carefree and just like whatever. And it still hasn't quite the connection to present Organa yeah, that we know has say, not like, been established yet. With and a then, lot I mean, of we things, got a ways to go, but well, with a lot of things as the GM, there's a lot of things you can't say because you know the path that Organa, this Organa is going to take. I mean, how we get to that destination of, of where you're writing is really up to us playing, but you have a general idea of what's connecting this Organa eventually to past slash future Organa. Um, but yeah, like I have the, the main event part of it, but all this stuff is 
the sideshows and stuff that are leading up to it. So one would hope through the course of however many episodes this ends up being that we start seeing glimpses of glimpses cup, of yeah. present Organa and, and I mean, it starts to shining play through. He came in like and and I mean I don't know if we can fully disclose the whole conversation. He's like, I love Organa, I want to do it level twenty, and that's what started this. He's like, I, oh, I think do- we talked about that already, yeah. actually. So like he wanted to do level twenty Organa and he's like, I want to play Organa on this one. And I just thought, okay, like I was like, okay, so we're gonna get Organa and we're gonna level her she's gonna level up to like whatever. Um but Clay came in and knocked it out of the park because this Organa was like is like completely different. And that blo- I played with old Organa. I mean, so did Kate, obviously, but Which I is pl- technically future Organa. Future or Organa. Present Organa. Present Organa, yeah. I played with that version of him, him playing that version of her, and like it is it's night and day. So now as a player in the game, I'm like, I know where this goes, and I know where it is now. And like it's just an added layer of holy shit, I can't wait to see what happens. Because something really big has to fucking happen for someone to be like throwing rocks at people, telling them to eat it, pussy. And, uh, you know, stuff that that I know just came out of the top of fucking Clay's head to doing cool shit or funny shit to the Organa from Plague Stone that was like, I'm just here to fucking do this. And yeah, like, like reserved. Reserved and, and not. Right. Yeah. I don't think or- that Organa cursed much. She had some fucking biscuits and honey. Spoilers, if you didn't watch it. She had some biscuits and honey. She did a lot of cool stuff. Like, she she did her stuff, but, like, she was nowhere near as carefree or, like, ridiculous as this Organa. So, like, I, as a player, am excited to see what the fuck happens that changes that personality. Because, you know, your personality doesn't change that drastically unless something fucking big happens. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, that actually is part of what made... Tired grasp the AP that we actually ran because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, what, what are you looking for for character? And that's what he said. Like he want, you know, he wishes he could play Organa out to level twenty. And like, well, I mean, she's level four already. It's, I can, can't really start one here, and it's gonna be weird to try to throw you in later on. Who knows how long down the line? And then I had the idea about Tyrant's grasp, especially since it takes place almost right before directly two, prior. Right? Well, definitely direct. Direct, but definitely directly prior to PF2, but it's just, it's mere months before Plague Stone. Yeah. Like, and that, that this ends sense. just months later, Plague Stone happens. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like three months down the road, I think, maybe after play or after Tyrant's Grasp ends, that Plague Stone takes place, something like that. Is Tyrant's Grasp canonically the last Pathfinder 1 AP? Like written, brought out, or even just in storyline. Yeah. The fall. And although remember too that technically Pathfinder One versus Pathfinder Two isn't a canonical change. Just well, yeah, point that out. But okay, so the uh, isn't it though that um, the fall of Last Wall that isn't that right? Last yeah. Wall falls. That's that's literally the start the start of PF Two. Well, it? it happens after that, but that's like. One of the major world events. That's what I'm saying, right, yeah. So, right before PF2. I, I know what you're saying. There's no actual canonical break between Pathfinder 1 and 2, but we started Pathfinder 2 in what was arguably one of the first events of Pathfinder 2, which was Plague Stone. That's right after the fall of, of Last Wall. And this leads, spoilers, this leads to it, right? Because canonically it's at the end. I mean, I think it was kind of an obvious choice that we should play this. Like, kudos for picking it, obviously, for for the other reasons. But, like, 
I just think that it's cool that it leads into the first thing we did because even without Oregon, it would still be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have run a PF1 AP though if it wasn't for that because yeah. I was at this point I was like all in on PF2. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think we also discussed it like at the time when we started, like all of this, Plague Stone, this, everyone was jumping on anything new that came out. So we couldn't do Age of Ashes because everyone was doing it. And like, you know, we wanted to do something different that we we don't have 50,000 people doing at the same time so that we can listen to people, so that we can do this and do that. Like, we couldn't do Age of Ashes. There was nothing really else at that point. And then slowly stuff came out, right? Yeah. Is there any, what other APs are there now? There's 10 now, I believe. Jesus Christ. So we got to pick if we wanted to, but. There's Age of Ashes, Agents of Edgewatch, Strength of the Thousands, Outlaws of Alkenstar. That's the Gunslinger one? Yeah. The Cowboy Gunslinger one, yeah. AKA Mike's AP. Yeah. I don't remember. There's more though. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I don't remember all the names. But like, but like there's style. a circus one. Oh, yeah. That's like the second one. Ex- uh, Extinction, Extinction Curse. Curse, yep. Boom, look at us, same brain. Um, yeah, but I mean, lo- looking at, even looking at that stuff, like, it's not really, I don't want to say it's not a fit for us, because we can play, you know, we would play everything, we'd make everything, you know, as good as we're making this stuff, but it just, it made sense. Tyrant's Grasp just made sense. And once you said it, like, I knew a little bit about it, obviously. It's the, um, isn't it the follow-up to um, Carrying Crown? Sort of, Sort yeah. of, yeah. So, like, I knew about Carrying Crown. We played it's it. It's like a loose sequel. Sort of. I listened to podcasts that do Carrion Crown. So I was like, okay, it's the follow-up. I know the main, you know, the main concept of it. I'm like, oh, it also leads into Plague Stone. I'm like, yeah, that fucking makes sense. And once I knew, like, what we were playing, I was really fucking excited. So, nice nice pick. You hear, hear, hear it first here. Sometimes GM Jason knows what he's doing. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. So we, um, going back to what we're talking about. Yeah, the, the, episodes, the episodes. Um, we, uh, we agreed to help. And I think right after that, Organa helped the one, uh, partitioner. Is that right? Practitioner. Petitioner. Petitioner. Sorry. Like you signed a petition? I think I made that joke about practitioners too, but you petitioner. Did. Um, after that, we went and found the mayor, right? Because we were trying to figure out how to gather all the souls. The mayor kind of found you. Well, yeah. We were trying to figure out how to gather all the souls. And then all of a sudden, the mayor comes running at us. None of us knew the, who the fuck she was because Kate was the note taker. Um, but we did find out. We knew it was the mayor. Well, yeah, but you just didn't recognize. You didn't remember what her name, name was. The name was, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, that was surreal because it's like all of these people. It, that was really when it hit for me that I was like, okay, all of these souls are lost trying to get, you know, where they're supposed to be going. But then we're going to run into ones that are like, you know, not just random NPCs, like actual people we need to talk to and help and that are different and important. And like, she had a conversation with us and knew things. And I'm just like, that's weird to me. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, uh, great roles to get that done. Yeah. She told you basically that I best forget option, the name. What? I forget the name of the girl that we were supposed to go see. Arbella Tharmethion. Arbe- yeah. Arbella. That's what it was. The head of the town council or whatever. He's like, you need to get her and she'll basically handle the rest if you can convince her. It's like, oh, and also you need to get the children on board. Yeah. Which made sense, you know? Yeah. You know, she didn't want to fuck that up because she's like, I already fucked up some of them. She's like, I tried to convince them and it didn't go well. I don't want to fuck the kids up. So go, yeah. you know, go do it. And um, yeah, that was the next. Sure we found Arbella first? Yeah, yeah we it? found Arbella first. Clay or Argana listened into the conversation and then was like, oh, yeah, now I got to step in. And I think that was that, right? 
Yeah, because that was the uh, the, the great 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 grandfather, the streak zombie, yeah. quote unquote streak zombie. Yeah, um, which you know, major upgrade from glass zombie. But <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this episode, all another favorite favorite part of this episode is the fact that Rosman really attached and Kevin really attached to the water weapons work better on the streak one because like throughout that entire time i'm just like oh man you bled or cried on it and that's why it worked all of a sudden yeah. and like nobody was falling no one was buying it and i was just like rosman would keep doing it though he believes that to be true but uh yeah mike fucked that one up by uh calling the ghost a liar yep which i mean i get what he's saying like He's, well, what's funny he's is supposed like, to have some tact as a paladin, not just like, you're a fucking liar. I mean, it's the funniest part for me about that was he's saying his thing, Clay's like, no, I'm just going to listen, and then he says like this one thing that's just a blatant lie, and then Clay's like, now I want to intervene. But, lo and behold, Mike's the one who really intervenes, but he's yeah. like, nah, you're fucking lying, Nah, bitch. you're fucking lying. Yeah, he was like, he was like, no, she's, she's not dead, she's alive. And that's what it was. Like, he was trying to convince her she was alive. She needed to realize she was dead. And then Clay, he's like, no, you're definitely alive. Like, don't listen to them. You're alive. And Clay's like, ah, I think maybe now it's time for me to step in. And here comes Paladin Mike, not uh, the same one from uh, Wonder Tiny Toons Wonderland. Uh, here comes Paladin Mike rushing in, being like, well, I'm a Paladin of Ido- Iomade. How dare you fucking lie in my presence? And like, that's not, you're not supposed to lie, but other people can. <laughs> and he was just so, like, on point of yelling at this guy ghost thing that we just met kind of he's like you're a fucking liar he didn't understand why the ghost was angry at that he's like why is he attacking me it's like you just called him a fucking liar he's like well he did lie it's like, well, well he's a liar though i don't understand yeah, there's a difference i mean if someone lies to you you can be like you know yeah i know that's a lie whatever but like he's like fuck you for lying bro and then this thing fucking pops rage and fucking attacks the shit out of mike but you guys did come out of that one alive yeah. Or uh, whatever your yeah. status is. Undead, alive, re-dead. Re-dead? Whatever. Yeah, re-dead. No, no, that means we died again. <laughs> uh, that was a funny conversation. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, that was, a, I mean, that wasn't that bad of a fight. We. I don't think at this point we had a fight that was like a hell of a fight. The druid got two lucky crits. Um, what are you going to do? We also were very, Clay points this out every time. So since he's not here, I'll point it out. We had like fucking five or six hit points at that point because we haven't been healing yeah and then that thing fucking crit and dropped both of us but like we handled things uh with this fight mike dropped i think yeah mike definitely dropped i with my you know dusk walker ghost touchy stuff actually got through i think i crit on him twice which was which helped uh but it wasn't that bad of a fight besides mike dropping but he should have because he fucking called him a liar so fuck you mike um once that was done we got we got Arbellum, right? Arbella, Arbe- Arbella to go. That was, you know, that was fun. Yeah, she's like, all right, yeah, I believe you. And then he cleared her mind of the influence of the Phantom. And then it was off to find the kids. Which, I, that's another thing I loved with this episode was, Clay is like, would I know where the kids usually hang? I mean, he's like, I know I would, but like, where would the kids usually hang out? And then immediately Kate was like, Oh, the old tree. And I, I, I appreciate her, you know, being in character and stuff. Oh, the old the old oak tree. And he's like, I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm like, oh, you know, where are we heading? He's like, oh, probably where the kids hang out. And she's like, oh, the old oak tree. And I was just like, yep, there it is. Like, 
And the the reason I bring that up is just because it's funny. Because you're Matamius Gamius? Well, yeah, obviously I'm Matamius. Yeah, we'll go with that route. That's not what I was getting at. But what I was getting at is, is like some of those questions seem like common sense, sensical. That's not, I'm going to go with that. Uh, because they've lived in this town their entire fucking life. Of course, Organa, Kazume, Kazuma uh, and Kipler would know that the kids hang out at this place. But like... She had to, like, wait for the cue because of the Metamius Gamius part of it. But, like, she fucking knew. Like, Kipler would know. But I, I just liked, the, liked that moment because it was well, just... especially with her connection with the kids. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, she would know. I think she wouldn't even have to ask you. She'd just be like, I want to go to the place that I know their hangout would be. But I liked how it all played I mean, out. Yeah, like, even then, it still would be it still could be a thing. Would I know where to find yeah. them? And it could have been, uh, well, you, like... You said it in the episode. You know where in the real town. Well, yeah, because that's a that is a thing. We're in the boneyard, so it, you don't know where it would be, but you know what to look for. What to look for? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it would have been the same thing for Kipler. DC probably would have been lower. Yeah, like something probably stupid, simple. Mm-hmm. But she's not the one who asked the question. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where my brain as Matamius Gamius comes in, where I'm like, I'm sitting there patiently waiting to see if someone else. Is gonna is gonna do the the very minor metagamey stuff like obviously and we do this sometimes it happens but like Mike asks a question no oh, can I check the bodies and he does it and he fails and we all know that he failed so one of us has to be like can oh, I ch- I'll check that oh, too I am also going to check the thing that you just checked because we know you failed like so I was waiting for that that tasty moment for me because I was like someone else is gonna do it. It's not me, because Rosman doesn't give a hold, shit. Hold the line. Yeah, hold the line. Um, but um, yeah, that that uh, the kids stuff was fun with the whole turn it on, and then I'm you really went a proud. little far though. Like I, I brought everyone in to like go, but then you just kept going. I was like Kevin, stop. Not mm, did I? Yes. Uh, he was the dick kid. I was playing the dick kid. Yes, you were. Yes, I was. Um, I don't think I went too long. It was just a couple like tell us, tell us the story. Turn it on, that kind of stuff. I mean, my bad. I was, I was, I was feeling the character. You know, you should be proud that I'm like role playing. You know, but uh, that the whole kids thing with that, uh, McTina. Yeah, that's episode eight, right? Yep. McTina speaks to you through the crow. Speaks through through the crow. Yeah. Um, fuck her, just in general. I hope she gets what she deserves because fuck her because we're just sitting here trying to find our way home and she's like oh i'll be there to kill you shortly and we're like whoa lady go fuck yourself we're just trying to find our way home she's like yeah you it's like it's like secret society like oh now that you know about this place we have to kill you it's like bro just let us go home and then i understand it wasn't so much that because especially organa knows about frasman frasman everything and i mean anyone growing up on the planet would know about the boneyard and all that but it was more not so much a secret society thing as, hey, you're here while alive. Yeah. That's not allowed. Well, yeah, it was Especially it was since you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. So we're going to fix that error. Yeah, and I get it. Like, that's why I was like, you know, fuck her because she was trying to kill Rosman. So obviously that's how I'm going to feel. But like, I don't blame her. She's like, I'm just, I'm a psychopomp trying to do my job. You know, I don't, I don't get mad at workers when they're just trying to do their jobs but there was the obvious uh, uh you know solution of well if you help us leave this place logically you're not in trouble we are not not dead being here we're living 
where we're supposed to be, which is the living world. But she had, she wanted to do nothing to do with that. She was like, no, I'm coming to fucking kill you. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm out. Like, I'm leaving. I'm going to try to find a way to get out of here. Well, I mean, that's against the rules. Well, I don't fucking When you die, care. you're not supposed to be able to leave. Well, we didn't die. Well, you, you did. I mean, okay, so we, you, you yeah, did. we did, but we weren't dead. Correct. So we died. Okay, so now that now that I like now that that I, point I is brought bottom, that up in there, like, I know, but like now that that really, like, no, like, you got you guys died in the but moment. Something happened. Obviously, we want to get back to the living. Now that Kevin kind of thinks about it the way that you're putting it, like yeah, I can I can understand psychopomp just trying to get the rules to be followed properly, but fuck her for trying to kill our characters. Well, I mean, it wasn't even her at that point. It's just she's going to, and then you guys are all like basically being dicks about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take a step back. Like, Mike no, was no. being a dick about it. Cosmo was being a dick about it. Organa was just like, yeah, we're just, I, I don't know. I don't want to die. And then I was just like, I'm, again, Duskwalker, newborn, intrigued by everything. I'm just like, okay, that's cool that you want to come and kill us, but we're not going to be here because I'm just going to go. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going to head out. Cool. Sorry. So he was the one that was being a dick to her, to the bird anyways. Um, but, you know. It is what it is. She has a job to do. Yeah. And then the crow flew off and disappeared. And shortly thereafter, you found out that it was just an invisibility spell as it waited to dive bomb and attack you. Yeah. For disobeying what you're told to do. This, that is after the, what I think is the greatest fucking line of the entire episode, which if you don't know, you don't know. But Younglings was stroke, stroke a genius by me. I was like, we got to kill, we got to pet, we got to help these younglings pass. And I'm like, I know another, I know a Jedi that helped some younglings pass also. So I'm going to make this joke. It's well received. But yeah, he fought the crow. Fuck that fight too. Eventually beat the crow. Yeah. And yeah, not too terrible of a fight. Kipler was not part of that fight because she'd already started taking the she kids took, back yeah. to town. Um, yeah. And protecting them. Yeah. And then after that, you guys said your farewells, had the mayor ask you to find out what the hell happened and go to go to the main city, basically. Well, didn't we go talk to um, the two uh, psychopomps? I forget their names now. Tooth? Well, let me, let me finish what oh, I was going to say. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you were saying your goodbyes, and the mayor said, hey, find out what the hell happened and report it to, like, the main the main town, basically. Uh, capital city, right? Yeah, the capital city. So, like, you know, get to the capital, report what happened, and then they faded off, and then... Then you went back to meet up with Umble and Thu, mm-hmm. but that's basically where we cut it. Overall, and that's part two, right? The two, those two episodes were part two. Yeah, that that's we, all yeah. part two in the book. Yeah, it was really quick. I thought it would be a lot longer than that. It was two fights, some rolls. Yeah, well, I mean, with you guys, it can take longer because as we've seen with menaces, the one hour. It's not menaces, though. Well, I was saying, as with menaces, we've seen the one hour things often take three, four, occasionally nine. Hours to record. Although that one wasn't a that one wasn't that was one a hour one, one to be fair. That's why we're great. Well, to content. be fair. To be fair. That's why we're great content creators because we create content. You can give us a one hour prompt and we'll make it a four hour episode, which which then gets edited back down to about an hour. Two two hours maybe. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I, these these two episodes, I had a lot of fun editing because I just the story is really getting good now. Like. The first couple of episodes, the first six episodes, we're in it. We're in this tomb. There's nothing. There's no story really. Like there's, you're in a tomb, and here's a lot of the the background, the lore of the person and the people in the tomb. 
But you were just like it's like a dungeon crawl almost. Yeah, just like basically like, definitely yeah. a mini dungeon crawl. It's a mini dungeon crawl. Once we opened that door and saw that fucking moon, which obviously Kevin knows what that moon is, but Rosvin didn't. So I'm like, wow, that's not supposed to look like that. Uh, once we got out of there, that's when like the real story and real figuring out starts. And that's these two episodes are really the the stairway to where we're going, the story that we're going to. And I just these two are important. I like them. From what I want to say, so uh, is there any kind of follow up questions you had as the GM that you were wondering that a player can answer? Because we talked about my stuff and how I felt and stuff, but like, are you curious about anything? I mean, I think I brought it up a lot in other cases. Just wondering. I mean, I don't know if it's a player versus character question so much, but well, for me, like it's a, the same thing because I'm a tamiest tamiest. So well, yeah, it's, but it's like a answer. like a sort of a. Like I figured you can get like what people were feeling, thinking when, hey, we're in the boneyard. But as I mentioned prior, there was no no reaction to it. I mean, I know it wasn't the reaction that you wanted. Uh, no, no, I, think, I wanted any reaction yeah, would have been something. I mean, Rosman gave a reaction of like, I don't think oh, the I guess I can keep this armor now. Well, yeah, because I mean, like. I was like, oh, we're not actually in the tomb that is of the hero. We're not actually in the, you know, we're not, we're not there. So, I mean, the big thing was the fact that uh, Mr. Mr. Kazuma over there was like, you took that armor, man. You just stole that armor. And I'm just like, yeah, because, you know, I didn't want it to fall in the Bloblin's hands. So at that point, as Rosvin thinking. Mifflets. Uh, Mifflets. Or Bloblins. Mifflets. 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 Netflix. No. At that point, I was like, yeah, I could keep the armor. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, the moon obviously threw me off. Um, Organa's screaming, so it's not like I can be like, oh, we're in the boat. Like She was screaming, and like everyone focused on that. But Kevin specifically, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to stay in character, and Kevin, the player, didn't want to be like, oh, my God, we're in the boneyard. Like, I was trying to stay in character. Um so, like, I don't know, I just, I, I wasn't thinking of it. It was also, at the end of the episode, it was, I think, I feel, I remember it being late at night. Uh, so, we were kind of just doing our thing, and that's a huge drop, obviously. You know, your characters find out they're not where they're supposed to be. Uh, obviously, it should have gotten a response, my bad. You know, I think when you're trying to focus on thinking as your character and what your character would do and what your character would say, you kind of forget that you're also a player learning the story as a player not a character so like i don't even i didn't even think of that i didn't even think like oh we're in the boneyard that's fucking crazy because i was too busy as rosman being like oh i can keep my armor and that moon's weird and cause and uh organa's gonna have her boobs out next episode and she's screaming like like it was i was thinking as rosman so much and, and living as rosman role-playing so much as in that kevin didn't Take a second and go, we're in the fucking boneyard. That's fucking crazy. Well, Rosman could have done that also. Rosman also, I mean, Rosman would know what the boneyard is, obviously. Rosman would know about, like, Phrasma and religion and stuff like that. But, um, again, as we said before, Rosman's more intrigued about stuff at that point that, like, it wouldn't, hit, the severity of the situation wouldn't hit him. So he wouldn't be like, oh, we're in the boneyard. Holy shit, that's crazy. He'd be like, that moon looks weird. Oh, my armor. Rosvin is essentially me with my ADHD as a character at that point. Like, oh, look, a shiny. Oh, this tile, if I hit it, it shocks me. But there might be something in that. Like, we got to figure this out. Like, he's like, 
he's bouncing, his mind is going a million miles away, like a miles uh, around and different paths and stuff that it didn't even hit him that he was at the boneyard at that point. But even with your ADHD, you don't think that if Kevin walked into, say, through a, oh, I don't know, a wardrobe into a copyright location, you would just be like, oh, whatever? I got what you're saying, but if Kevin was born yesterday in the same situation, I was I was relating it to the two. I'm not saying that he has ADHD and that's why it's like that, but like there's so there was so much thing that piqued his interest at that point that Kevin the care that Kevin the player, you know, picked three of the wrong things to focus on in the boneyard and it's like, okay, it happened, but it does kind of make sense. He wouldn't he wouldn't be the one that's like oh man, I know that we are in the boneyard and this is crazy and we are dead and undead. He would just be like, his the the layers wouldn't be that deep. It would be base, you know, the surface of, oh, I get to keep my armor and Organa screaming and that moon's there and Cosmo's stupid. Cool. Like that's, he wouldn't get that deep. Whereas I feel like everybody else involved except for Organa who was screaming should have been like, we're in the boneyard. Holy fuck. You know? Not throwing other people in the bus, I'm just saying I, I personally think that Rosman has a reason why it wouldn't attract so much attention in his mind. Hippler would be should be at should have been at home. She should have just been like, Oh man, cool. She thought she was supposed to be there anyway. I'm half I was halfway there, now I'm all the way there. Uh so really, uh Mike sucks because Cosmo should have been the one that was like really freaked out. That's something too in regards to the boneyard and everything going on there. We see which is dis uh disappointing Clay is not here to talk to it or to speak to it, but we see that Organa did not engage the psychopomp in that fight. Um, the, the the crow. You're right. Yeah, Organa Cosima, would not engage in that fight. Yeah. He did some healing for his team, but he would not engage in the fight. So I'd like to hear more on that and why? see if that's going to keep going forward. Yeah, because one thing that we noticed, even though Organa has a woefully low religion score basically anything that comes with Phrasma. comes with phrasma i kind of just based on the character history and knowing that i kind of finagle things a bit because it's, it's not trained at all it doesn't technically have phrasma lore either i mean i thought about just throwing a fucking phrasma lore on yeah but i mean but instead i just in the moment i just fucking adjust dcs as i feel is I, fitting for the character yeah i mean to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I didn't go to culinary school, but I can tell you a shitload about food. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it makes – some things make sense because of, like you said, like the, the past and the connection. Uh, a, a knowledge skill like that is is general knowledge of that. of that. Now, I, what I think so – That's why I said Phrasma yeah. more also, though. That's what, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is like, it, it makes sense for – would, I, would, I would do it again. Not my game. Not taking, stepping on your, I know that this was a sore subject in the first six episodes. Um, if I was the GM and I was running, I would I would give Organa for Asmolore for free and, and put a decent number on it because that's how much her character based on the backstory would know about. I don't know if you did that. You did. Well, there's nothing on the sheet, but I basically you have do been that on mentally own, as we go type thing. I've been um, doing that, but I basically, because at this point she can't be anything higher than trained really. I was basically treating her as trained in Phrasman lore, yeah. which throws all you have to do is really do that, and you just you get your base number, add your mod to it, and then you yeah. get the Ta-da. the number basic here. number plus a lore a lore training reduces the DC for a question also. Yeah, so it's not just it's not just about giving having a number. It's also number. Yeah. because you're so focused on it, 
answering a question is easier for you than for yeah. someone else. Yeah. It's like a, a DC 15 for religion, like a, a recall knowledge or religion could be a DC 10 for lore or phrasma recall knowledge. And, and going to the point, I, I, Obviously, we can't do it here in the episode because Organ- yeah, Organa Snyder Clay is not here. Uh, but eventually, I would like to have a conversation because uh, the psychopomp specifically is for asthma, but he also or she also didn't. I don't think she did any of the fight against the uh, this quote unquote streak ghost or zombie. Streak zombie. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she did anything there either because she was like, ah, this is not really my fight. It's, the unfettered phantom. Yeah, unfettered phantom. But she didn't do anything in that fight. I don't think that's really a phrasma thing either, because that's not a psychopomp. That's just a, a, a spirit who stayed and has unfinished business and whatever. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know if that's Clay playing Organa as in, like, I respect psychopomps as part of phrasma, or if that's Organa's, like, random, carefree, does what she wants, laissez-faire bullshit that, you know, like, does, you know, what she does. I don't know if that's part of that. I would really like to pick. Clay's brain about that, uh, which uh, is kind of a moot point for the show, though. For this episode, yeah, anyway. for this episode, anyways. But we could bring it up in the next episode when he is here. But yeah, especially if something happens, pops up again, yeah, that... it pops up again. Yeah, but uh, maybe uh, tune into our future episodes of Grasping with Straws, and you'll be able to find out the answer to this and many other thrilling questions. Oh, you know, what? I do actually. Since it is just you and me here, I'll have a, a final question to wrap this up uh, for you slash Rosvin. You want me to answer as me? I guess and- it's more for Kevin than for Rosvin. What were your thoughts about your little flashback there? Oh god! Because we didn't actually. We should have gone into we it in the last one, but we yeah, really but we didn't. really didn't get. I mean, I think we we spoke briefly. I think I I told the story of it's crazy that uh, you and I are the only two that actually know about it, and then Kate was like, "Oh, I was there too." Um, so that but that seeing a character so of yours. In like in a game we had played before, and then just off-air, reliving mind that. you, an off-air game that we yeah we this was before we had a podcast. So um, I think I mentioned this in the last episode of Grasping, but it was it's it's weird for me because it's like I know that scene, Kevin knows that scene, Rosman doesn't know who those people are. So it's one of those things where I'm like, I give you that little side eye, and I'm like, I see what you did there, bro. Look. look. But that just it just asks so many more questions that I thought it should answer, like like oh man, I see this uh, this vision that's cool, but like it opens all the doors of am I one of those characters? Am I just seeing that as a duskwalker who's like hey you know like look at the heroics and get the get the tip the piece of advice which was you know uh, sometimes you know so you write songs about other people and sometimes the songs are written about you which uh, full you know spoilers no uh, full disclosure was I think I wrote that in a note that um, that character three whip um, he wrote a note uh, full disclosure do you want me to tell the full story uh, this character fucking sucked so I had this idea or I found this idea online I'll be honest here found this idea online about uh, I wanted to play a bard and and it's kind of funny because we have a bard now so I see how bards really should be played <laughs> but my idea was kind of like to do a support bard and and it was uh, the idea that I found was about a tr- it was a trip bard and it was really cool mechanically I wanted to make the character myself but mechanically I was like yeah you know it'd be cool to like trip things and help people like melee strike so um, I read the rules and it said with a disarm if you critically fail you drop your whip 
So I was like, oh, I need a backup whip just in case. And then somehow I, I got three. <laughs> I bought three. Uh, so that's why he's called three whip. But uh, the character sucked. Like not, and I don't mean like the character's personality, just mechanically. Like I don't know, I just couldn't get in the right groove. They, I think the other players hated him because the ranger hated him because he tripped everything yeah, and made Biska. it harder. It pissed Biska her was off. a ranged ranger, yeah. and she hated him. Because she hated him. The it, other it people made it harder for her yeah. to hit. The other people, which I really didn't think about when I made it, but like the other people, there was just I don't think any of the characters had a real connection with them. Uh, a real true connection with them. So I, out of character, out of game, I mean, he, I decided I didn't want to play him anymore. And the way that I do things is like, what was, what would he be his reason? Dramatically. Dr- yeah, dramatically, what would his reasoning be like? And it was one of those things like, I remember there was like a trap and it was water and I couldn't swim. I couldn't fucking pass the swim check and I almost drowned in like, the easiest. It was like a fucking DC 10. You weren't the only one, though. I was the only one, but I didn't care about that. I cared about, you know, three whip. So I, I was like, I made this whole letter up. And in the letter was like, you know, I understand that some of you don't like me, but, you know, I see that you guys have all this potential and I don't see it in, in me. Uh, there was a college, a, a Bardic college. It was a very famous one. I forget what it's called. It's on, off the top of my head. The idea was I was his, you know, three whip. I. Uh, was I was going to go to that college and eventually, you know, after learning how to be a better bard, you know, I, I dreamed of them being in a tavern and instead of me singing the songs about them, they would hear a song about me. And that's where that came from was sometimes the songs are written or the stories are written about you and sometimes, you know, they're written, yeah, the other way around. Um, so I had that note written out. I gave it to you. You know, I think I, I don't think I physically gave it to you but i showed you it and we were going up this up this bell tower and i uh, i genuinely saw that moment and it was one of those things where it was like well because remember this little interjection here you were just going to hide the note with or give the note to one of the other characters mm-hmm. yeah and oh, then yeah. you're just gonna leave yeah i was just gonna leave the note bounce they were gonna read it whatever uh it was it was one of those moments and i love this moment uh even though it's like my worst character uh, because I, I always say this, and I'll, if anyone talked to me in real life about role playing, I firmly believe that the story tells itself. Like we can make plans all we want, but the story tells itself. And it was at that moment the story was telling itself because I sat there. We were we had this bell trap that coming down the bell tower steps. Uh, the what I thought my character thought was the hero of the party was was Grigo, um, and I saw the opportunity and. We were sitting there. I'm like, I'm leaving anyways. How cool would it be if I, like, I have a chance to do something heroic? And that's all this character wanted to do. He wanted to have the stories written about him. And here's this opportunity. So Kevin, not even him, but Kevin was like, this is a cool way to end a story. This is a cool way to write him off. Uh, so I, I think I texted you or I was like, hey, uh, you know, okay. and you allowed it. I think I had a role for it, but I pushed Grigo out of the way. But you may have, yeah. I think Hero Point was involved yeah, Hero also. Point was, it was, yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, this was when Hero Points weren't to re-roll, but to do cool to stuff. To do extra so shit, I was like, yeah. I was like, I want to use a Hero Point. I want to push Grigo out of the way. He rolled to catch the the lip of the, the stairs. And then the bell hit me down the entire stairway, flattened me like a pancake. I believe that's what you said is, oh, you're squashed. Uh, squished. And um, they found the note. And I, Well, one of them found the note. One of them found the note. And again, and, and this, hit it from the rest of them. That was what I was about, just about to say. And this is, this is really, 
uh, it just drives that point deeper that the story tells itself because this character, well, the, the player was like, nah, fuck that. He did this heroic thing. If the party knew that he was leaving because he feels like a piece of shit who's not good for anything, it takes away from that heroic moment. So when he hid that note and didn't tell them, it like, the character's dead. I didn't care about the character at that point other than the ending. Like, it really hit me as a player that that, that another player would care about my character and the story enough to do that. So when you brought that back up, all of that flooded back into me. And then again, it was just, am I one of these people or am I just watching this to see how a hero is supposed to act or, or what, what lesson am I supposed to learn from the person who's casting soothe on me, you know, uh, which, you know, obviously ended up happening. So, um, yeah, it was just this crazy moment. Uh, fuck you for making me feel things about a game that we didn't play in years. Um, about a character that I hated. So thanks for bringing that up too. Uh, but it was just such a, it's such a cool thing. And it's one of my favorite things you do is when you bring Jason into the game. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to play the characters that we, like we get to play the characters. You get to play characters that are written and what they do is written. But every once in a while you get to see, and this is a, don't, don't you know, remember this. I know you will, but like the, you really get to see the genius mind of Jason, the GM pop through because Paizo writers are great, but like everyone plays the same story. You know what I mean? If we watch or listen to someone playing Tyrants, the same shit's going to happen. But what really sets us apart, in my opinion, is us as characters and the rare occasion that you get to put you into the story. And, and I absolutely fucking love it. So thank you for that. Because you really are really, you really are good at what you do. And we don't get to see it. I think that's also why I like Menaces. Well, why I liked Menaces better. Because Menaces, we got to see that a lot more. APs, we don't, because it's all written down and stuff. And Menaces is definitely more character-driven, though, too. Nice callback and segue to the next question. <laughs> well, that wasn't the next. I said uh, that we were going to finish uh, up on that question. Yeah. So, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. But speaking of questions, if you guys have any questions, you can drop them to us on the website. There's an email there, or you can... Drop them in our Anchor. Discord. What? Can they do it in Anchor if they listen on Anchor? Is there a comments, comment section? I think there is something to do it in there. But I mean, wherever they get, listen to podcasts, they can comment, generally speaking. You join our Discord, as you were saying? Yeah, Discord. That's probably going to be the easiest place because we get notifications and stuff for that one more than the other places. Facebook even, our Twitter. Drop us comments and DMs on there. Shit, Fridays we do Ferda. And Tuesdays, we do two guys, one stream on Twitch. If you jump in to one of those sessions and just type it in there, we'll we'll answer questions about our podcast on our stream. We have no shame. We'll do that. Any, ha any way you can get to us, we'll answer those questions for you. Uh, you we'll post the link. Yeah, go to there. It has it's, all our it's links. It's out there. Yeah. Also, if you like what you hear, reviews help us. Hell yeah. And five stars and shit. And we have a Kofi. Coffee. So I think it's pronounced Kofi, but it says bias a coffee. It's, yeah, it's whatever. But uh, that is where we are going to call this one. We will see you guys in the next one. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. Right show for once. Right show for once, baby. See ya. Later.